How's it, everybody? Triborn here, not alongside Travis Mortar. Travis is overseas, so I had to bring in my ringer right here. My brother from Anara Mara, Riley McKibben. Welcome to the show. Thanks, brother. I'm so fired up. Dude, this is my first uh, time solo on the podcast. Dude, finally. I've been, uh, I've been pushing it off. You really have, about only about three years, Yeah, but we got you. Well, dude, you know what the thing is, is like, I mean, what I do, I get to control everything in the editing room. Like, live stuff scares me. I can send you the edit if you want. <laughs> <laughs> you can edit it. <laughs> Go no, for it. I got way too many editing yeah. projects as, as it is. Yeah, that's why at Sandcast, we just throw it out there. Whatever comes out, we just throw it out to the yeah. world. Whatever happens, happens. <laughs> Now, but I'm stoked to get you on. We had Maddie on, what, like two years ago, I want to say, which is crazy that we had this podcast going so long, but I'm pretty sure we drank like three oh, bottles yeah. of wine when Maddie right. was on. Sounds about right. And here we are <laughs> drinking, drinking beers. Yeah, drinking beers this time, but uh, yeah, I'm stoked. You just walked up. You're living down the street. We're yep. both in Hermosa Beach, finally. Yep. Walked you know, up. Dude, you know, what you know what trips me out is we're from Hawaii. Mm-hmm. We grew up together. And now we live closer, like all of our closest friends, we all live closer now than we did on the tiny little island in the middle of the Pacific. Yeah, that is, that's the one cool thing about, about the South Bay, the bubble, yeah? Yeah. Spencer McLaughlin, too, who is yeah. like the, one of the He's third the amigos. Street. The crabs are down the street. That is kind of crazy. Even it's though so I trippy. pretty much lived at your house growing up. Yeah, but now I don't have to drive to your house to pick you up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. I can just like just roll down the hill, basically, <laughs> which I do often with my baby girl uh, in the stroller. So yeah. literally rolling down the hill. It's perfect. Yeah. We, and we also have, uh, we both have daughters now. For I know. The, those of you who aren't aware. Girl dads. Dude, we're all. All three of us. Me, yep. you, and Spence. We're all grown up. Gosh. It's insane. I know. Up until about like. Well, I guess like six months ago, I always felt like 25. Yeah. And then now I don't anymore. Yeah. No, now not I at all. I feel my age. The new generation coming up uh, makes me feel so old. Yeah. And then actually, you know, it's a ringer right now, like in terms of just fully like aging me like 10 years is Phil and Jake retiring. Dude, I know. Because all of a sudden I'm like, whoa. I don't I think just became like, the veteran, like the old veteran. I don't think people like... Uh, understand the gravity of that last tournament with jake retiring and then phil and nick announcing that they're not gonna be playing together anymore and i was i was happy with how jake got sent out like i thought that was legit yeah and like he needed that and yeah. deserved that who was the last time we saw that for any player yeah i don't know if that's the thing you know, it, you know what it reminded me of is uh that batman quote where it's like you're the hero up until a certain point where you become the villain Right. And like all too often you see a lot of the guys, they like play past their prime and then they like keep playing, keep right. playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they kind of, you know, drift mm-hmm. off. Yeah. Like Todd Rogers. That's you a know? good point. Instead of like finishing at the pinnacle, like yep. you just you just keep playing because I mean beach volleyball you can. Yeah. And this was like the first time in a long time where someone got someone finished at the peak yeah. at the pinnacle right. and got a nice little send off. That was Which cool. is gnarly because most people can't be at a peak at 44 years old I as know. a full-time blocker. I know. But, no, yeah, it was, it was a good send-off. And, but, I don't know, it kind of rubbed me the wrong way, the way that 
Because everyone knows that Phil, first of all, Phil's still at the peak as well, obviously. Right. Made the freaking Olympics. Yeah. Um, but he said that he's playing next year just for fun with Johnny yeah. Sutton. Uh, well, I don't know if the public knows about that whole thing. Y- yeah, I, I don't I know. Can tell everyone. Uh, yeah, I don't. I, <laughs> I, I don't really understand it. I mean, I can infer as to as to put what's it this happening. way. And I know everyone we're talking about, so they can bust me if it's not public. But um, basically, Phil wanted to retire. He, I mean, Jake and Phil wanted to retire last year, so they're all really ready to retire. But Nick Lucena was with this guy Johnny at his house and he saw this card Phil's dream car like Phil has a dream board or whatever you call it vision board with this car on it and he's like that's Phil's dream car right there and and he goes hey Johnny I bet you if you play with Phil next year he'll or I bet you if you give Phil that car he'll play with you next year on the AVP and Johnny goes okay and so Phil calls and he says hey Johnny will give me your dream car (laughs) if you play with him next year on the AVP and Phil's like okay and so Phil has the car in his garage <laughs> at the moment. But that, I think that's the reason that Phil didn't announce his retirement and it wasn't like a big deal is because he's playing next year for fun like in these few events. Oh. Like you said, you want to go out on top. Yeah. And it would have been cool to see them have like a combined like we're both leaving. Because fu- yeah. they've been the best, most dominant blockers the whole time. Like for four totally. freaking I mean, Olympics. I remember we used to watch like uh, we used to watch both those guys on TV when we were in high school. Yeah. And just like, bro, these guys are so gnarly. Like, imagine one day we could play in the AVP. Yeah. Bum. You're freaking. Yeah, you're in the players. Down now. You're in the players. <laughs> yeah. It's we, funny. We uh, need them to age out to freaking beat them yeah, down. Yeah. Which sucks. <laughs> um, it's funny after uh, after Jake beat phil mm-hmm. i went up to him after i was like so is this like a last point wins situation <laughs> because phil's beat him like right 80 yeah, times right. to 20 or something like that and he's like dang it i should have you should have told me that before that. my final interview yeah <laughs> that is a good that would have been a good line or that would have been good at the at the handshake before yeah. the match hey last, last point wins last match one takes all <laughs> winner takes all <laughs> but i uh, know i hope phil gets a proper send-off next year yeah. And uh, you guys just did a video about it, right? Kind of. We just like, it, it was the, it was their final match and just like all the, the footage that we had captured. We knew it was like a big moment. Um, so we just like, you know, showed the game in a little bit different way. But um, yeah, we got some other things uh, planned with all that footage oh, nice. that we, that we captured. Yeah. I'm sure you guys, you guys tend to nail the, uh, emotional moments or whatever you want yeah, to call it what, just trying to bring the wrong like, word i don't know i think like we're just trying to show the game in a different way and bring like as much media as we can to the sport i think um but you guys have like such a good perspective of it because like when i was like when i'm thinking of over the years i'm thinking of like different moments where i'm like oh, i wish the fans kind of knew this or knew that like, yeah. i feel like you guys have hit those points whereas like volleyball media sports media that covers our sport no one comes even close to nailing it yeah well i feel like we have a very unfair advantage because we know like i mean now half of our best friends are all in the top five (laughs) you know yeah um in the sport so we kind of like know the backstories and luckily we all played together when we were younger and my mom 
as bad as a video camera <laughs> person she is, happened to have all of this old footage. So like we have this giant library of yeah. me, you, Taylor, even Trevor playing when he yeah. was younger, Madison. I mean, it's uh, so like we have the ability to like make all of these videos without having to send a bunch of emails out like right. mining true, for footage. Yeah. It's just like we have it all. Yeah, that's true. It would be so much harder. Like, because you guys, when you guys made the video of me and, like, when I was heading to Tokyo, you guys had footage of me playing that I had never seen. Yeah. And you didn't even ask me or tell me that you're making a video of me. Yeah. Which well, is crazy. That all happened so fast because we were actually making a video. I've been working on, like, a project uh, on Taylor Crab because mm-hmm. he was going to the Olympics, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> we had just interviewed him. And we asked him, like, you know, we happened to ask him, what happens if you get COVID? And he's like, oh, we choose like a, we chose a backup. Oh, like, really? Oh, you asked him that? Yeah. And, and he's like, he what about Jake? Trevor. And Jake, he's like, oh, if Jake chose like either try or Trevor came. It was between those three. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Smart. And then like, what are the chances that? Oh, I would have been pissed so, if he chose came. <laughs> so we switched uh, this like mini documentary that we were making on Taylor and then you came out with that video on Instagram. Yeah. And so that like kind of strung everything together. By the way, I don't know how you talked for four minutes straight and it was like all eloquent and like well said and you hit all like the right points. I was like, well, I didn't do it for, this is perfect. I did it for myself, for my own. Was, That's how I kind of tricked myself into like doing good videos. Like I press record. I'm like, I just want to like, speak my mind here yeah. for myself yeah i don't have to give this to anyone or show this to anyone yeah 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 so then it comes out and then after it's like okay do i want to share it or not and oh like, god gotcha. this is my authentic Smart. self screw it just put it out there yeah 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 dude it was it was great so i ripped that and then i put that in the video and it ended up i mean i thought this st- man, bro. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah we do so much of that like it's it's amazing that YouTube allows half of all the stuff that we make because it's right. Like I would say 10% of our job is going through YouTube and like finding videos that we can scooping. Yeah. Throw on top of it. But even like the last video that we just made it's a two minute video, hyping up the four man event that we're throwing. Mm -hmm. I spent like, Oh my gosh. I don't even like want to talk about how much time I spent editing it, but it wasn't only editing it. It's like, all right, we're throwing this epic event. How do you like do it justice? And I've watched like so many movies that there's always like a movie component to and it. And it has to do with superheroes. Probably. No, this one, this one I took from uh, Hoosiers. <laughs> okay. And uh, it starts with Hoosiers, and then I freaking remixed it on the video platform. Like mm-hmm. sped it up, gave it like a drop with uh, Bruce Buffer in the background. Oh, sick. Have you seen it, Brad? It's pretty. It's no, pretty legendary. I, video. I don't even know if I really watched Hoosiers through, but I know it's the Indiana basketball team. Yeah, yeah. No, no. This, right. uh, but this video is. I'll, I'll, it's only two minutes. I'll, we'll we'll insert the, it right here. <laughs> but you're gonna have to maybe do that. Yeah. <laughs> we're not the best editors. Um, well, how did you like it, people? That was it. <laughs> pretty sick, huh? Uh, but yeah, so we're throwing uh, that yeah, foreman event, dude. I I got the email first of all, and we had been talking about something for a while, and I was like, 
God, I hope we put something together. And when I say we, it's you guys. <laughs> well, but, dude, it's that, just to interrupt real quick. We stopped having brainstorming sessions because we realized that it's so easy to come up with good ideas, but it's so hard to execute mm-hmm. them. So it's yep. like, all right, let's have an execution meeting. Like we are doing this. Mm-hmm. Let's figure out an execution meeting rather yeah. than a brainstorm meeting. Because like, so it's, it really is. It's easy to come up with good ideas. It's just like, what's next. Yeah. And that part is so hard. Um, but somehow we were able to get, I mean, literally eight of the top pros, uh, from both men and women's side, fly them all out to Austin and both those teams or all four of those teams are going to battle out against the top four Texas teams. And these Texas teams are, um, like doing a workup tournament to get to that so, play-in so it's all going to be on the same day we're going to start oh, it's them all early the same day yeah and they're they're gonna have to play in like a little qualifier and then it's straight into the semis finals so really i mean it's going to start at eight or nine in the mm-hmm. morning and it's at a bar aussie's beach bar and grill and it's going to probably finish around like 10 or 11 and it's gonna be a full day of <laughs> Epicness. Yeah, it's going to be really good volleyball, and I think the vibe will be pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. We just started selling tickets today. Like we, had no, we put out the video, figured out how to sell tickets um, on our website, and oh, it's already half sold. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That's it. Can't be the capacity. Can't be that much. Well, dude. Yeah, it's it's not Hopefully that. Hopefully, there's some tickets available by the time this is posted. Dude, which it's, it's. I can't cr- promise. It's crazy. How I mean, we. Well, it's the first time, really, maybe not the first time, but uh, all of the AVP events are free, right? Mm -hmm. And to make this thing sustainable, so the athletes are getting paid, the sponsors are getting value, like we have to charge. Yeah. And like it's four on four with all the best players in the US, arguably in the world from, I mean, now there's... Taylor Sander playing in it from indoor, which I'm very glad I'm on his team. I know. I mean, it's <laughs> gonna be a it's gonna be a really interesting tournament, um, and I think the Austin fans are really gonna like it. And like the fact that it's already half sold, and it's five o'clock now on Wednesday, and we came it's out six. with it on so in five hours, half of it's already sold. So, yeah. I, I think it's going to be sold out by the time uh, you listeners hear this. Yeah. No, no. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. We show up outside the gate, standing room. It's hard because I don't think the 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 bar is has ever been at max capacity. Mm. So he said, like, oh, this shouldn't be a problem. And we're like, okay, well, is 600 people going to be all right? And he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, so there is a number. There is right. a threshold. Yeah, right. So we're trying to figure that out. And um, it's been a... It's been a mission trying to put this whole thing together. Plus, like, we told all the athletes, like, we're going to cover your flights. Yeah. Um, so the the ticket sales is, like, covering all of that and also the um, the buy-in from all the bars that are putting forth teams. Yeah. And the one spot that we're saving money, though, is where we're putting everyone up is in one giant mansion on the lake. <laughs> All the players are staying there. Yeah, all the players are staying there together. It's gonna be uh, 
It's such a good idea. It's going to be like freaking road rule. I know. Brad, that's, <laughs> so we're bringing like a couple of filmographers to just, sh- to just like, the whole time. yeah, stay in the house, yeah. shoot anything and everything. Yeah. It's going to be an editing nightmare, but I just figure like, I mean, when has this ever happened where you put all of mm-hmm. the best players in the world up in the same house? The, I mean, the thing it reminds me of is, um, Johnny Hayden used to tell me stories about hot winter nights. Yeah. Cause they would, I they just would talked to him and Hans a, about that. Oh yeah. They would put them on, um, what you call, uh, RVs. Yeah. And everyone would travel together. Brad, that's what the flyer is. There's like an R- yeah, that was exactly. that was the initial idea was we were all going to exactly. jump in an RV and drive to Austin. Right. Remember that? Yeah, but, yeah, but then yeah. COVID hit and like, we just couldn't Whatever, yeah. make it work. Now things are like opening back up and, um, yeah, I think, and it's all like outdoors. Mm-hmm. So it'll be, It'll be interesting. It's gonna be fun. I mean, it's freaking it's so really much really work. Cool. I mean, it's, yeah, I know. I, it's really I, just me, Madison, and um, the owner of Sharp Vision Modern LASIK. We're putting this all together, mm-hmm. and I mean, I didn't realize how much uh, organization. Oh, dude, yeah. I mean, I put on like clinics back home in Hawaii, and it was like, wow, this is a lot of work just yeah. to put on a free clinic. I but know. I can't even imagine what <laughs> this is like. Uh, and I you think guys it, are doing it remotely. I know. You gotta like, I mean, and everyone has to like make their flights and. But like, it's a good like you're adding something to your personal resume of like. Yeah. Now I've put on an event. Yeah. You know, coordinated sponsors, athletes. Yeah. You guys already do content creation, like. Yeah. Your whatever you call it, I your think, reach is huge right now. I think uh, it's it's been pretty fun because it keeps things fresh. Like for example. Uh, this four-man tournament, we had to learn how to sell tickets and like make it all work. So like, now when you buy your ticket, it can go on your Apple Pay or whatever Apple Wallet. No way. Yeah, and we just scan you in when you get to the bar. What you guys yeah. figured that out? Yeah, I know. That's so like, like we're legit. always like learning new new oh, stuff. That's a new tour right there. Yeah. <laughs> Put in a few more years, and then I'm just gonna jump on the McKibben tour. Dude, I think I think like if we can prove that it's sustainable and We've only just recently started to pitch it to sponsors. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are sponsors who are uh, more than willing to like, we're past the point of like free stuff. Like, oh, we'll give you free product. Mm-hmm, like yeah. that doesn't cut it anymore. Thank God. Cause like when athletes do take that, I, yeah. it waters the market down for those who are looking. For yeah. Money. But it's also just hard to know what your worth is, you know? And totally, like, yeah. I mean, it, it totally helps when you have an agent. Right. Um, who can negotiate that for you. Which we, not many people do. Yeah. And, but it's also hard when you're, when you're first starting out too. Like let's say you have, I don't know, a thousand Instagram followers or whatever. It's like right. how do you justify that? But like I'm a professional beach volleyball player. So it's, it's hard to navigate that. But I think knowing your worth is like the most important thing. So that way you can be like, uh, yeah, I'll take these free board shorts. Right. When it's like, no, all right, this is what it's actually worth in the real world. Right. That helps. Yeah. At least it gives you like a bargaining. It's really tough. I wish we had like, uh, you know, like I think players go to the NFL like, and all the rookies have to go through this training Mm. where veterans come in and like certain people come in and teach them how to whatever, handle themselves in the media. Yeah. They're social media specialists. Oh, that's actually smart. Yeah, like. I feel like there should be an initiation or like a, it'd be cool if we had like a players association where we all kind of take care of each other. And like, 
hey, listen, like, if you guys do this, just know the repercussions. Yeah. You're kind of doing, you know, it's yeah. good to have an agent and here's why, rather than like, why would I pay someone 20%? Yeah, that's actually, that's not a bad idea. It's just like, I mean. Like you said, there's a, easy to come up with good ideas. It's hard to execute. Right. Well, <laughs> I think, yeah, I think it's, it, it's super important to know your worth because it does ruin it for the rest of everyone who's, you know, trying to make a living off of this this whole goal of everything. Why so pay this guy when you can get this six other guy guys will do it for yeah, free? Six guys will do it for free, exactly. Yeah. So when like everyone should be paid in some to some extent. Yeah. Whereas free product free product is like it's great when like let's say it's Wilson volleyball is like I'll take as yeah. many as much free product as right, possible. Yeah. But you know, when it comes to I don't know board shorts or sunscreen, like hey, these guys are using your name, image, and likeness to sell their product and give you thirty four dollars worth of, worth of product, right? Or like which cost them, that costs like them five dollars? Yeah. Even so, sunglasses and stuff, which which I get. Like, everyone has yeah. to wear sunglasses, and right. why would you not take free Oakley's or whatever? Right. But, but, you yeah. know, sponsorships is, like, a huge uh, portion of your income as a professional beach volleyball yeah, player. Yeah, I'm, so. I'm pretty into sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Conan Brew. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the four-man event is happening on... October 23rd in Austin, Texas at Ozzy's Beach Bar and Grill. And if people can come, then try to come. You need a ticket to get in, but if not, then maybe you're just going to have to wait for the content and follow everyone on social. Yeah, I, we're not sure if we're going to live stream it yet because we want to make sure this uh, event has as many people at it as possible because I know better than anyone that if I can watch it on TV, even if it's down the street, of like, right. I know, just put it on TV. <laughs> yeah. Um, Plus, like, if with the live stream, if it's just we don't have the capability or the budget to do it live the way we would want to, right? Which is why we like do it all in post because mm -hmm. it gives us time to pick the right camera angles. And I don't, I and I honestly don't know how Amazon or anyone for that matter does live broadcasts with like multiple cameras, infinite money. It's crazy. So. We're not there yet. I think one day we could be. Um, that's maybe like the next frontier is doing it live. But if we were to do it live, like with an event like this, like I wouldn't say like let's do it pay per view or anything. But like, how about two dollars to watch it? Like, I mean, it's an I, all day event or I, five I, bucks. I think like, that our fans are like volleyball specific fans. Whereas other sports. A passerby might just be like, okay, I'll watch the game. It's on. Yeah. Like, I, I like sports, whatever. Basketball's on. Yeah. Our fans are like, if you're watching volleyball, you're watching it for a reason. You're like, yeah, I'll pay freaking yeah. five bucks. Like, well, especially it's not a like big deal. when you know where like the money is going. It's like, it's going into the pot. And you you're, know? if you're showing up to this event and paying for a ticket, it's like, I'm literally paying these athletes to show up in my hometown and play in front of me. Yeah. Is it worth, I don't know, what's, what's admission? 30 bucks. I would pay 50 bucks. Yeah. 100 bucks to see my favorite athletes. Dude, it's... In my hometown, like, in a... Whatever, you know, with only a few hundred people around. Yeah. And you get... And, like, I had so many fans come up to me. We recently played in Myrtle Beach Open and went to another event 
in the Outer Banks in North Carolina, and everyone I was talking to was like, the coolest thing about volleyball is how approachable you guys are and how much access we have to you guys. Yeah. Whereas if I go to a basketball, football, whatever, like I can't even come near them. The coolest thing is like a kid being near, like on the top of the freaking tunnel and yeah. being like, oh my God, he threw his sweatband up to me. Or like That's looked at so me. That's so true. For us, it's like we're walking back to the players and I'm like, oh, excuse me, um, I'm trying to get through here. And it's like the star of the whole event that you're at. That's such a good point. Like that, that is a huge aspect. And I think that's why like the fans in beach volleyball are s- such strong fans. You know, they're, they yeah. can, they can walk up to an Olympic gold medalist and be like, can I get a hug and right. a selfie? Yeah. yeah. And it's, and everyone says yes. Yeah. Right. It's, Cause it, we're not like mobbed every day of our lives. Right. When we go to breakfast, it's yeah. like, you know, where you just have to like, draw a line for us it's like yeah of course yeah like, this is only a thing for us at volleyball like, events you, so wait you know who i am yeah of course dude. <laughs> yeah it's like wow what this, am I, this dude, is cooler for me than you, i was probably. at a, i was at chicago <laughs> and i was i mean mass and i didn't play this year because we were both injured and i'm like sitting filming and it's like this little kid comes up to me he's like dude can you can you just sign my wallet i don't have anything <laughs> for you to sign i'm like really you need to sign your wallet <laughs> And Michael Gomez took a picture of it. I'm freaking signing a guy's wallet. And then uh, his friend came up after. He's like, dude, can you sign my math homework? I swear to God. Math homework and wallet. I was like, this is ridiculous. But I mean, yeah, I was, I mean, we're talking about it now on the podcast. It's freaking. Yeah. So anyway, I think, uh, I think the format is going to be super fun. Uh, I, I just personally love the, the whole concept of format because, you know, we both started playing indoor. Yeah. And then beach is a totally different, I mean, it's volleyball is in the name of the sport, but it's so much different than indoor volleyball. Yeah, which I love. Yeah, I mean, it's it's less of a team sport though, right? For sure, yeah. And um, when you have fours, there's just a lot that you can do with the game. It yeah. becomes less of a, of a chess match, like how beach volleyball is. Yeah. But it brings a lot of the best aspects of indoor volleyball without the roof. And now you have like the beach vibe and lifestyle. It's a, it's a perfect combination, which obviously yeah. the numbers like literally right in between two and six, but um, yeah. indoor to me is a little too much of a team sport. Like why are there six right. guys standing on well, the sideline? Yeah. And I used to be that guy where I stand in the freaking box Yeah, and I no, fly I know, overseas. Yeah. I mean, to we've, play all, we've all been there. Yeah. We've all been that guy. Yeah. Um, just from an entertainment standpoint and like, why is that guy over there just standing there doing nothing? Yeah. You know, like that's how I think nowadays. Yeah. Uh, especially when I watch like baseball or basketball and then I look up their salaries and I'm like, wait, <laughs> he's making 10 million. Make him do push-ups on the sideline at least. <laughs> like this is BS. I know. <laughs> Hopefully one day both volleyball and beach volleyball will get there. Yeah. You know, to where it's like, no struggles. Everyone, you, you're in the top echelon, and you are. That is your job. You make job. it. You make it. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that. I mean, I kind of th- like when I think about you guys and like what you guys are doing in terms of branching out and um, creating your own niche and like taking things into your own hands in terms yeah. of all oh, the tours not uh, putting me out there enough. They're not creating this, you know, brand identity for me, and they're not doing this and that. Like. I've learned if you sit back and 
want someone else to do it, you're just going to be disappointed. Yeah. Whereas you guys kind of took the reins and just started doing it yourself and, sh- and also showed a lot of other people what's possible. And then it also puts a lot of more um, like power into the player's hands. Sure. Because we have no leverage if we just sit back and be like, okay, like where do you want us to play? It's right. the only way we can make money is if you make an event for us. So right. yeah, we'll do whatever you say. Whereas just, like, well, we're players over here putting on our own events and sponsors <laughs> are getting on board and we all help each other here. Yeah. So you can that sit is cool. back or we can do something on our, on our, by ourselves. That's your choice. That is cool that, you know, going to take a quick break from the show for a really fun announcement uh, is that Try and I, uh, now that we're finally back in the same country for the first time in what feels like basically forever, uh, we're finally getting around to doing the things that we've been trying to do for a while now. And one of them is dropping a Sandcast merchandise line that you can check out at sandcastmerch.com. All right, we've got t-shirts, we've got hoodies, we've got tank tops, hats, we even have a coffee mug and a backpack. All right, so head over to sandcastmerch.com to take a look and get some of your favorite gear from your favorite podcast. And just so you guys know, I mean, one of the reasons that we wanted to drop a merchandise line uh, is one, a couple people asked, and two, it's just another kind of revenue stream for us and every piece of profit that we make from merchandise is going straight back into the podcast. I mean, now that it's off season, we're going to spend a lot more time kind of improving the podcast, getting better content better mics, a better video setup for those of you who watch on YouTube. And our merchandise line is kind of going to help fund that a little bit. So thank you guys uh, to anybody who has already bought some hoodies, some t-shirts, some hats. We absolutely love you guys. And we love you so much for the last four years. Can you believe we've been up for four years uh, of supporting us for that long and uh, only bigger and better things to come for Sandcast. So head over to sandcastmerch.com to get your gear today. This podcast is, of course, as always since day one, brought to you by Wilson Volleyball. We know, we know it's off-season, the AVP's three-event year is over, but that just means you get to reload on balls to train and rep it out with over the off-season. So head over to Wilson Volleyball and use our discount code SANDCAST-20 to get 20% off your orders of Wilson Volleyball. All right, that's SANDCAST-20 to rock your favorite ball, best ball in the game by far. All right, we played with Mikasa's, we played with Wilson, we play with any kind of ball, and Wilson is by far the best. So head over to Wilson Volleyball and give him your love. All right, and now, back to the show. Before, when we first did, like, a first couple, like, four-man things or whatever the events that we put on, it's, it used to be like, hey, guys, uh, do you want to, like, do you, like, be interested in playing this? But, like, now we're actually providing, like, real value and it's like hey if you come and play in this we're gonna pay for your whole flight and we're gonna you guys get to take home a lot of prize money and it's literally only two matches that you have to play that's like the greatest thing for like when i when i first came out i was a little spoiled because i got like a few i played in like i don't know maybe two or three exhibitions but like one of them was i went to miami open of tennis we played outside we all got paid like I want to say like five grand, okay. just straight up five grand. Show up. I played with Kerry Walsh uh, for one game. I played with Hayden for a game. It was just for fun. I was literally in the training room with Serena Williams, Djokovic, oh, getting damn. a massage in the same room as them. Which I don't know why they put us in there. 
And we were put up in this sick hotel, and like I was like, oh, this is the pro athlete. Like I'm with Phil Dahlhauser and Carrie and Nick and Rosie when I was young, and I was like, this is what this is like the good stuff where there's no pressure. You're just getting yeah. paid to show up and like show face and yeah. have fun. Uh, and then I never got it ever since. So then when you guys put it together, like, oh, we're gonna stay in a mansion. <laughs> like I know you guys are gonna document it. You know, it's it's a bunch of good good people we're going to show up for the fans play for fun you're going to make you know you're not going to lose money on the trip you yeah. could make some yeah i'm like this is epic like yeah. no brainer yeah it's uh it's it's cool to see like that how how into it all the players were you mm-hmm. know it, it went from being like hey would you guys be interested in playing this we're like hey you got the invite yeah right like, exactly you guys are are you in or are you out? and everyone is like i'm in i'm in i'm in i'm in yeah um well that your your guys social presence like your following is probably has a lot to do too it's like the more time you can spend on mckibben channel the better well that's i mean that's <laughs> great like um and that's like the whole point too is like uh what is it like the rising tide rises all ships yeah. or something yeah, like yeah, that yeah. so like if if you blow up on youtube and so does like april and I don't know, someone like, exactly. it's not, we're not competing for eyeballs because now like we can cross and we can do collaborations yep. and like I can help you, you can help me. And like we all start growing. So being able to include like, what do we got? 16 pros. And then dude, the, the Texas teams are no joke. I know that's the last four men that we threw here. They beat the California team. no, they almost beat the California team. And the Cali they, team was pro? The, the Cali team was Casey, Patterson, Troy Field, Jeremy Casebeer, and Kane. Because, oh, and they, wow. The, the, they won in the third set, which was to 15, like 22-20, because one of the guys took the, uh, serve, the, with their hands. the serve with their hands. No way. Otherwise, I mean, dude, it was so close. So they're, they're actually really good. Um so there's no like guarantee here that you get an easy ride into the into the finals. Fours and twos is a lot different. Yeah, and, like the player skill sets. Yeah, you know that's why I'm stoked we have Taylor Sander coming straight off indoor because he remembers how to just. And I think get like the bang. sand there is going to be like pretty jumpy too, so he's Perfect. gonna and Taylor can adapt to whatever. Yeah, I think uh, I think the matchup's going to be kind of interesting when we were like going through it the initial idea was to ha- keep all the Hawaiians together, including Taylor, who I'm pretty sure is either Hawaiian or Samoan. Sander. Yeah, probably. He's, yeah. he's some Polynesian. Okay. And so we're it was like, oh, to, perfect. We're going to have to give him a new name. But we thought your team was like too stacked. Um, however, you guys don't have an indoor setter. Right. You'll have Trevor setting. Right. So he's not going to be able to capitalize on Taylor's Taylor Crab's speed. And also Taylor Sanders' speed. You hear but, that, Trevor? Yeah. <laughs> you Actually, make it this far on the podcast? Well, and you can guys can you switch. Set, and can you set the middle? That's Me right. back in the middle, bro? That's right. Oh, can bro, I power tip, I, know. Uh, I think we're going no. I don't want to power open I, hand tip. I, I don't think we should. But um, It's too easy. Yeah, so. That was like my favorite. In, it's going to uh, be, it's gonna be interesting. Playing middle. Just like. Bro, you're so good. I didn't want to play middle. Nobody can but dig that those was like chops. My my pride and joy was like being able to step in at any time and be able to just yeah, like it's not that hard. Yeah, but then I'm I'm gonna stay outside because I don't, I want to play all the way around. <laughs> <laughs> but 
Plus, I had you setting me most of the time, and you, that was like your specialty. Yeah, I know that's true. I, so I, I remember to, so stoked a couple of practices we did that. I was like, "Bro, let's leave him in," but I oh, couldn't. Damn it! It was too much of a waste. Yeah, at the outside. <laughs> if we just had, if if Taylor Crab just came to SC instead of going to Long Beach, put him on the outside. Sander and Crab both. I know were I, acting like they wanted to come to SC. They they came on their recruiting trip. Together. To SE together yeah. and stayed at Try me and Try's apartment. Oh god! And I mean, <laughs> and we can't is, tell you the yeah. story. I got pictures still that, though. Okay, good. Legendary <laughs> pictures. Um, Just put it this way: we sent him back to uh, home in the morning with our, <laughs> with our head coach, and he had stuff drawn all over his face. So our head coach had to take him home to shower <laughs> to his own home to shower him off before he put him on the plane back to Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, it was uh that was that's the only recruiting trip that I remember that that we hosted. It was that it was that fun. Yeah. But anyway, by the end of it we we told we told Fergie our coach was like, "Dude, f- guaranteed they're both coming here." Right. Yeah, exactly. Guaranteed. You're welcome. And then <laughs> one goes to BYU and one goes to Long Beach. Yeah, that was brutal. <sighs> that would have changed. Basically, they're legit the two best yeah outside their mvp mvp yeah oh they were huh oh yeah taylor's that makes sense yeah both of them one i think taylor's junior is mvp and sander was his senior year oh good times man the oh, sc yeah. days yeah i know Let, seems so long ago let's roll it back just so since you're getting your own episode here just so our fans kind of know the the riley story they um probably You've told a few yeah. uh, of your what did you call it on YouTube? The I don't know. I thought there was like a title to it. Anyway, it's just like the the story, uh, the story, uh, talk stories of the sports stories. Yeah. Or, yeah oh, yeah. the title of the video I made of you. No, of you. The uh, one. Oh, rise of the yeah, rise uh, bench of the, warmer. Yes, rise of the bench warmer. Yeah, exactly. Uh, which kind of tells the story a little bit, but let's let's dial it back for uh, our fans uh, and just kind of tell the the Riley story like. From the beginning, Whew, from the beginning. But yeah. it doesn't have. To, we can do abbreviated version. So 1988, I was born. There we go. And then two Mom, years Diana, later, Dad Angus. Madison was born. It's brutal. <laughs> no, I was kidding. Um, well, that's actually a crazy part of the story is that. So you're born, Madison. Two years later, and then Jameson. How many years later? Nine years after Madison. Nine years later. So you're yeah. 11 years old. Yeah. Which actually speaks a lot, like, because I've known you for so long, to, like, your personality and how you've developed and, like... Sure. Because, like, I've, I never had a younger sibling. Oh, yeah. But, like, I've seen you over the years, like, how you act around Madison and around Jameson. And I know that's, that's like, a huge character developing thing. Sure, yeah. That makes sense. It was, uh, it was funny the first time Jameson held my daughter, Storm. I was like... It was kind of trippy. I was like, I've changed both your guys' diapers. That's so weird. <laughs> Jameson's. And you probably remember. Like, you're yeah. old enough to remember. Like, I mean, for sure you are. Like, holding yeah. your little brother as a It one. actually was, like, uh, really helpful because I wasn't as nervous or, like, freaked out that hmm. a baby was on the way. I was like, oh, this is just round two, basically. Because right. I, like, had to change all of Jameson's diapers and, like, put them to sleep. and right watch him overnight or take him on trips and I was Dude. like oh it's just 
just got to start over again. Right. But this one, I get 20 years I get later. To custom build this <laughs> yeah. one. Yeah, that's true. Jameson was built by mom, dad, Madison. Yeah. Now it's just you and Carly building one. Yeah. Which is such a trip. I know. And but now it's now we all have girls. Yeah. There, there hasn't been a um, a girl McKibben in like forty years. That's pretty wild. My mom has five brothers, and they all have forty years. They all have uh, boys, and then on my dad's side, it's the same. He has five brothers, two sisters, and all boys. I wonder if you broke down the odds. Like, what are the odds of that happening? I feel like the odds were so good that I was gonna have a girl. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. It's like, all right, it's time. Yeah. And of course, it's I get. But I honestly, I wanted a girl, so. It just sounds like a... I love having a girl. I, I want to have a boy. I just... I like variety. Yeah. But, like, yeah. I don't know. It just, like, allows you to, like, drop your macho-ness yeah. ego and just be like, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to freaking embrace a yeah, yeah. little <laughs> feminine little yeah. girl. And yeah. it's an excuse to just girl that out. And yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's been it's been so fun. Yeah. I'm, I'm just waiting for them to get to the same age. So that they can start they're both playing talking. together. Yeah. And because Naya's just getting to the point, she just turned two to where she's like, I'm like, wow, I'm like talking to you. Yeah. Like, we're like hanging out. I'm yeah. hanging out with this little girl. Yeah. And like teaching her stuff, which is super cool. Whereas I know. before, you know, like where Storm's at, she's what? I don't even know. Five months. Five months only? Or yeah, five months. <sighs> I can't even keep track. Um, yeah, she's just cruising. Yeah, she's, there. she's like working on trying to crawl. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Exactly. Um, but then, so, but you grew up with a volleyball family, right? Like Kind of. Your mom's side of the family is... My mom played, and then uh, a few of her brother, brothers played. Well, so, and your uncle from his dad's side yeah, was he, a great player. But he, like, he lived on the mainland, and we never saw... We saw him, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. once every five years. I probably years. saw him as much. I feel like I saw Uncle Owen <laughs> all the time. <laughs> yeah, you probably saw him more than I did, because you were at Auriger more than I did. And when he came home, that's when... That's where he'd go. But, like, I feel like when we went to the mainland, I, like, piggybacked and mm. came along with you. So then I was at Uncle Owen's that's all right. the time. Yeah, yeah, Even yeah. before we went to college. Yeah, in college we hung out with him a lot. Yeah, and then college, I was your roommate all four years, and I had yeah. no car, and yeah. <laughs> basically just tagged along it's with like, you, just like <laughs> high school. So I went to Uncle Owens for every fight yeah. and every football game. Yeah, that was it was that was nice to have like some family close by where we could go and like yeah. escape downtown for a little bit. Yeah, and but, he was he's like the young, yeah, older, young older I mean, uncle. Yeah, at that time, how old is he? he was like late 40s and he was basically like basically hanging out yeah (laughs) yeah exactly yeah Um, those are good times and owen um for those you don't know owen was a a really good like main draw player back when the tour was was like thriving yeah right like uh 90s i guess yeah he was like the the bowflex model for like 10 years and then he's like the male gabby reese right (sighs) yeah she could be the model slash player who's yeah. like respectable player but like yeah 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 living modeling right 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 exactly so it's like you guys now it's like res- very respectable players but like making a living <laughs> not modeling <laughs> not modeling <laughs> same same but without the looks yeah maybe. you don't have to be good looking to be a content creator <laughs> the editor yeah <laughs> oh but then uh 
I mean, I feel like from my perspective, it was like growing up, you guys are at Punahou, like your mom was very involved in the volleyball community, Uncle Tony, mostly outrigger. Yeah. And then did you feel like volleyball is just like, that's like in my blood, that's just what we do in our family? Or it wasn't no, like no, to no. that extent. From uh, the outside, it kind of looked like that, but I don't know if that was the case. No, I, I loved basketball. That was like my, my jam. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like refused to play volleyball. And um, then I, at some point, I remember like realizing like, I'm not going to make the NBA. <laughs> like when I look, I, I remember like looking at the stats or something. I was like, there's no one from Hawaii that's ever been in the NBA except for like Derek Lowe for a year. And I think there's one other guy. Did he even make the NBA? I, I think, think he so. played a couple. He, oh, really? Yeah, he played a little bit. Julian Sensley, maybe? Anyway. Dude, I, 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 don't, I don't know. But I remember there only being like one or two guys. And I was like, what are the chances? The difference I'm between be the Riley and Trevor Crabb. <laughs> <laughs> right. Riley. Trevor, Crabb, Trevor still does owe me $100 because he hasn't made the NBA yet. I remember that from Jeez. back when we were in high school. <laughs> Riley and Trevor made a bet. Riley was basically what he just said. It was like, had the realization, like, no one from Hawaii is making the NBA. Unless you're like a freak out. Like, yeah. hopefully it happens one day. But like, not at 6'2 and yeah. whatever, you know. You have to be a I wasn't freak. even 6'2 then, too. I was like, And you have to be, if you want to play NBA and you're from Hawaii, like, you better be on the mainland every weekend at the camps and like, yeah. playing against these kids up here. You yep. could be the best player by far in Hawaii, and you're like barely gonna get a D1 chance, yeah. <laughs> like scholarship or anything. Right, and I mean, so anyway. at at some point, I realized that Trevor never. I th- I mean, I think the writing's kind of on the wall for him now. I bet he'd pay up, but every time I ask him, he's like, "Still time, there's still time." <laughs> and that's the epitome of Trevor. Yeah. If you want to know who he is, yeah. just this relentless like. Uh, Dude. Craziness? I don't know what you want to call it. Yeah, I mean, and it that works, guy, though. you know what he is? He's a manifester. A manifester. He's like, I'm going to be the best in the world at beach volleyball. And we're like, it's okay, like, Trevor, yeah. No, no, you're like, no, you're not. And everyone tells him, no, you're not, no, you're not, no, you're not. He's like, yes, I am. <laughs> and does it. You're like, you're it's, crazy, dude. It's no, unbelievable. And uh, then he's on the pier twice I still wanna, in a row. I, I want to make like at least a few videos on that guy because... Yeah. That and I don't even think he's really aware of it. He's like a case study, yeah, like for a psychologist. Totally. <laughs> but I think there's like some valuable lessons you can learn from him, and like totally, you know, he didn't make it to the NBA, but I mean, he's at the top of the AVP beach game. And if you had asked anyone, anyone, and t- or if you had told anyone that 20 years ago down at Outrigger, or even 10 years ago, yeah, they would have laughed in your face. But he would have been saying it, yeah. Like he's yeah. been running his mouth since day one. Yeah, and everyone's just like, it's "Oh unreal. my God, Trevor's just running his mouth." <laughs> but, <laughs> but he, he made it happen. Yeah. So I, so I think that's super one? impressive. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, like, I made that video, "Rise of a Bench Warmer," but like, what you could easily make a much better video about Trevor. Yeah, for sure. With that same, just "Rise of a Bench Warmer" too. Right. Oh, totally. Reloaded. Yeah, and then like what he went through in college, like obviously well, played yeah. basketball, and he didn't even play high school. He went to the best volleyball high school in the country, hands down, especially at that time with how much talent you guys had at Puno, and yeah. he didn't play. Yeah. He's like, and he like the, easily started. And the coach begged him to. Yeah. Like, we all Peter did. Balling, yeah, everyone's like, dude. And then Trevor. at some point, I was like, I'm not asking Trevor again. Yeah, we're over it. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to win the state title him. anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but. 
yeah, he just he didn't play. He played yeah. club because me, Brad, Reese were playing, I think. And like we got yeah. to like roll from outrigger straight to practice and like grab slurpees and right. goof around. You guys couldn't goof around at Punahou, whereas Dave Shoji at club was like, I, I already coach a serious team and I can't handle these kids. Yeah. I'm just going to let them go. So it was really just like for fun hanging out with his friends, well, which dude, is why Trevor kept playing volleyball. That, so I played, what, from 10 or 11 all the way to eight. So like seven, eight years, nine years with uh, Kavika, Eric, Spencer, mm-hmm. that whole group. Yeah. And then my last year, they all graduated. Yeah. And I played with you on your team. And, and like, like the change in like culture was like, we went from like a 10 in seriousness to a one. It was unbelievable. But the talent maintained. But we still meddled. We still played pretty good. We, sh- we, we kind of choked. Yeah, we kind of choked. We lost the freaking pally. Oh, didn't see that one coming. We had no middles though. We had no middles. Yeah. We and tried like, to bring a basketball player over to play middle. That didn't work. Spencer yeah. McLaughlin. He should have played with us. You know, he regrets uh, not playing with us. Tell yeah, me, like, I can see regret that. it. He did like the yeah. He did like the national team. junior national yeah. team was going on at the same time, which I mean, obviously you have to play in yeah. that at that age. We were bummed about that though, because then we could have put you in the middle. I would have been in the middle of being game Ugh. over. Game over. <laughs> but then maybe I wouldn't have got recruited as an outside and gotten into SC. That's potentially. true. That's true. We still would have found a way, probably. Yeah, you just would have had to write a better essay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's shoot. cool to say, right? Like, they can't take away my degree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, those things get... That was before, like, the digital age, I know we've too. told that story, but should we just... I re- had to leave that out. It? I had to leave that out of the video. I was like, uh, I don't think this moves the story along. It just takes it on a different right, road. Yeah. So I just omitted that. Yeah, I mean... I'm not that proud of it. Like, I wouldn't recommend it for other people. <laughs> yeah, we probably shouldn't say it. All right. Sorry, people. <laughs> <laughs> I just, Basically, I just, Riley helped me get Yeah, it. I just helped try uh edit his essays. I'm yeah. a good editor these days. He did. Uh, I did write some. Yeah, you, you're and then right. you came in. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote, and then he pressed the backspace button a few times. And then uh, I got into SC. Yeah. The rest is history. Oh, man. Good times, bro. We could we could literally do Go this podcast forever. every day and have a new freaking oh, story. Yeah. Oh yeah, cool. know, so many good memories. That was a cool time. Like uh, at the end of high school, I guess, like junior senior year, where we started hanging out more. I feel like we we yeah. both kind of started aligning and like you you always took things really seriously and like yeah had like a vision of like I'm gonna go to college and yeah. Like, be legit at this and blah 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 like you wanted to go to harvard at one point well i didn't think i was good enough to play d1 Uh so i was like i'm gonna get really good grades so that way and i'll use volleyball to get me into like a good school because like competing against uh you know really really smart kids who have devoted their lives to education it's like i can't compete there but if i have volleyball as right. well that'll be my strategy totally but then i just ended up getting better at volleyball and i was like oh now i got a letter from sc and i remember being like super bummed about it, like oh, any school but sc i know i was kind of anti too yeah because they used to always come to hawaii and just dump on our right. football team yeah. and like that's the closest thing to a professional team we have in hawaii 
the, the thing that flipped me on SC was you going on your recruiting trip. And you're like, bro, the parties are sick. <laughs> it's so sick, all this. Like, I'm going to SC. I was like, what? You got into Stanford, and you're like, only Riley would freaking pass up on Stanford. Well, the Stanford offered me 1% scholarship. Oh, really? Whereas SC's was like, Way, way, way higher. Yeah. So it, it more came down to that. And uh, Kavika just went to Stanford. Mm-hmm. And the last thing I wanted to do was sit behind him for three years Again. for like my one shot yeah. at freaking uh, my one year at playing. It's like, this isn't worth it. Yeah, no. It's not. So. It was basically your club team. You know, Fuku, yeah, I know. Eric, Spencer. Spencer. Kavika. Kavika, and then Brad after. Brad came with Eric. Yeah, yeah it would have been like outrigger. Yeah, except I'd be freaking You'd be on, on the, the bench. bench. Unless they put Kavika at outside or something. Which yeah. He could play. Honestly, I mean. Are you regretting it? No. <laughs> Hell no. I'm a better setter than Kavika. I yeah. was, at least. Maybe not now. He's got. Uh, he's been playing for a bit longer. But that's what I don't like. Is I could. Uh, that I, I could locate way better. I hate. I hate that you uh, never got to. Like I feel like you never really got the recognition that you deserve as as a setter and beach. By the way, I'm still waiting for it. <laughs> uh, it's got to get healthy because again. just for whatever you know, high school is like Shoji's and Kavika's like an amazing leader, team guy, and like super smart and like. He's got all the, the pieces and whatnot. I mean, this isn't even about comparing to Kavika. Uh, but, but I feel like uh, even overseas, like, you could have played longer. When you, when you did go, you, got, you were, like, the backup. Yeah. And then, like, at practice, like, fucking beat the guys out. In college, you came in behind Killian, took a few reps at practice. Like, within the first month or so, I was like, dude, I can smash Killian. Like, <laughs> they suck. Watch this. You know, like at every level. Yeah. And I feel like you could have done that at whatever level. Like the, the sky's the limit. But, but what I also really like is that you didn't get sucked into that pipeline. Like, oh, I'm good, so I have to do it this way. Or, yeah. You know, even with beach. Like that's why I say, like right now, I'm like, people don't understand how good you are at beach. Like how much you know the game. And like even you, pro- I don't think, know it as much as I think you would be good, like, if you had taken that, like, specific path, but I don't think it's yeah. for you. Like, you need to be stimulated with the business and the creative and the, yeah. and playing it's and, like, a piece a, of everything. Dude, I, and I hear you saying, and I, I, I could be I wrong. Mean, I, no, no, I really, I really appreciate it because, I mean, like, number one, I think uh, um, it is, like, a difficult journey when you're, not like overlooked, but you always have to like battle for your spot. Right. I think. Um, but there's also like a lot of reward that comes with that. And then now I'm just at the point where it's like, where do I put my time and energy and to be at the best in this sport, especially dude, I mean, you have to train so, so hard and you have to commit like your life to it. And even at that point, there's still like a huge risk because of the amount of tournaments there are and like how difficult the qualifier can be. And it's, you're only six, it's, it's really hard. And it's, I mean, dude, if people knew like how much time you put in, like when Madison and I followed you that one day, yeah, I mean, 
you guys, you train like for two and a half hours at the beach and then you drive an hour and a half or you drive an hour, 45 minutes to train for an hour, hour and a half. And like after that, there's no, there's no, there's no like, there's no time. But, uh, I think one of the advantages with our sport is like, because it's not mainstream, there's like a lot of opportunities to be made and, um, there's a lot of gaps to fill. Mm. And like right now, that's that's super rewarding. I think uh, just mentally and creatively, that um, it's it's hard to balance our energies because mm. it's like what uh, Fergie, our coach, he's like he told me once after uh, that Canada trip, he's like you can either be you can only be good at two things. You can you can be great at school, volleyball, or social life. You have to choose two. You can't you can't choose all three. Hmm. And I feel like now, especially having a daughter, you you can't be great at both of these things. Yeah. But like, but like, but we're gonna try. <laughs> we're, right. gonna, we're I mean, still gonna try. Yeah. Um, and we were just talking about that earlier. You you really don't understand the value of your time until you have a kid. Because mm-hmm. like now you're like, I can't do everything. Whereas before I could just stay up till like 10 o'clock and finish a project. But yeah. like now that's, you know, th- four hours of time that I should be spending with my daughter. I'm right. like, I'm not going to freaking sacrifice that. Yeah. You know, I just can't. That's such a good perspective to have. Like the, the thing that I've, that's become like clear to me in terms of like, I don't know what, is gonna what specific life is gonna make me happy and like is the best life to live so like you because you have to you know we're constantly making this life right and uh for me it's like figure out your priorities and then every decision that you make in terms of how you're spending your time which we only have a finite amount of go through your checklist okay what's the priority family you said it's family right you've thought about it that's fine okay is daughter wife family taken care of okay then now we can move on to friends like for me yeah okay now we can move on to work and like your passions and i i think health is actually higher on that list yeah but like for me i have to check all those before i get to volleyball or like career and like the fun stuff and then the fun like me surfing getting in the water is a pretty high priority too um I think that kind of falls down the list at this point just because I'm trying to pursue something yeah. important. But um, well, I think just, that's the big thing, like knowing your priorities. Yeah. Because you can't know what's the right decisions to make all the time. Yeah. But if your priorities are straight, then you can... Because I think people always get sucked into like, well, what should I do right now? I'm going to do work. Like, yeah. Because you're always trying to get better or make more money. There's right. always like that. Right. You can always make more money. Well, I think like you get stuck in this, uh, in this phase of like, or like this perpetual phase of growth. Mm. Like, oh, I'm building, I'm building, I'm building, I'm building. And then it's like, at what point is it, do you need to get out of that phase, you know? Right. And I think like you sacrifice a lot for, for that phase, but, um, you know, sometimes you just need to stop and like, okay, let's, that's built now. Right. Let's go and like spend time here and like, let's take a break because I mean, I know Madison and I, we just got, we grinded for so long. And then I just finally told him, I was like, dude, at what point, like, like 
what point are we going to be satisfied? Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. when you first start out on YouTube, you're like super stoked on like hundred thousand views, and then or like let's say ten thousand views, and then you're like, oh, bro, we got a hundred thousand on one. Like a couple of our videos have a million. It's like at what at what point is like enough? And right now, it's it's not about that anymore. Luckily, like we had like the um, presence of mind to take a step back. Like okay. Let's stop yeah. with that obsession and right. like let's make stuff that makes us happy mm-hmm. or that and that is meaningful. Yeah, you know. So we switch the stories, putting on these events. Um, so I don't know. I think uh, there's a pretty cool opportunity to change the game a little bit. Yeah, and it's cool that you know our group of friends from when we were little kids are all doing it together. Yeah, dude. Totally. That's like what excites me the most. I know I always get like super excited about like, oh, bro, let's just all do it the Hawaiians. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I've been pitching like I want us to get, which I'm, I'm, I gotta do it. Like get us like a patch and just make like, cause like, (laughs) that's gonna fall on me and you for sure. Cause perfect. Yeah. Let's do it. It's not, yeah, it shouldn't be that hard too. It's gotta, the, the, coming up with the name is the hardest part. Yeah, we need a name for sure. But like, uh, the way I've been thinking about stuff lately is like going back to kind of what we were talking about is like think about it from the mindset of like your retired self because eventually you have to retire and just say okay there we go that's what I did yeah. in my career that's what I did now I'm cruising yeah whatever maybe not even retired like old and on my deathbed kind but like if you make decisions from that mindset like okay when I'm old am I going to be like oh I played volleyball and I grinded it out and I competed against everyone and burn bridges with my own friends and did this and that or would I be like damn I wish we just all like grouped up and had yeah. fun and like freaking made a little yeah. clan and had fun with fans and like yeah oh I made like 10 grand less yeah 15 20 right. 50 grand less right like you're back you're on your deathbed you're gonna be like bro that was nothing like I, I don't know where that money went there's yeah. this literally means nothing to like, me you now, don't want to be dying and be like bro was the third best in the should I go? Yeah, exactly. You know, like, and 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 that's crazy for me right now because I'm like, I just made the freaking Olympics. I freaking pulled it off. Yeah. And won Manhattan, like back to back. Those right. are like the biggest. Right. So you things. you hit you hit those. I hit them. And then now it's like, like I'm. What's still, gonna get you that high again? Yeah. And there's not much that right. can like beat that, right? And, and that is something that I've been thinking about a lot and i'm like what what i'm taking this specific time this first month or two of off season to do is like legitimately tell myself i don't have a team i don't have a partner i don't have a coach i don't have an obligation to play ball i don't owe the sport anything i can go any direction i want because i achieved what i wanted yeah because you feel you feel like oh i'm in my prime like i'm coming into my prime i'm playing good i'm at the top and everyone's telling me, Paris, try it. You're going to be great in Paris. I'm like, bro, like, I don't need to commit to that. Well, it's trippy when you hit your goal. Right. Yeah, like, right. When you hit your life it goal. It puts things in perspective. Because, like, in perspective. once you hit that, you're like, now what? You know? And it can be, and I, I think, like, the times where I've, like, floundered is when I don't find a goal. Right. After that. Yep. Um, and that... I'm interested to hear like how you feel about that because I remember that that was your ultimate goal, yeah. make the Olympics, yeah. and you hit it. And then I remember you saying like, 
it was amazing for like 10 minutes yeah. and then it's like, then it's done. Yeah. And you're like, okay, now what? Right? Yeah. And it's so anticlimactic. It's like really like cements in my mind that it's not about that moment. Yeah. You're not like in the Olympics and there's this crazy high. Yeah. You know, like there's highs and lows and there's also like this expectation that yeah. it doesn't live up to, especially because it's a COVID Olympics and I defaulted to get sure, there or sure. whatever. But whatever. I mean, yeah. But, but then, I, then again, I look back, I'm like, my goal was to experience being an Olympian at the Olympics with the greatest athletes in the world. Like, what does that feel like? You know, like I want to look eye to, because I've loved professional athletes my whole life. I want to look eye to eye with all the best in the world and be like, yep, I'm one of you. And I like experienced that. Yeah. And I thought about it after. I was like, I did it. Holy crap. Like Dude. I can say that now. I can wear this Olympic stuff and be like, this, like I used to feel weird putting a Team USA shirt. I don't want people to think I'm an Olympian because like, yeah, that yeah, felt weird. Yeah. It, 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 it weirdly I, kind I of feels weird yeah, to me yeah. now. But um, now that I've reached it, yeah, no, I'm totally like, it, it solidifies in my mind that it's, it's about growth. The fun part, the good part, is going from, like, I, I picture a, a stairway going into the clouds. Uh-huh. It's nothing to do with he- religion, heaven. It's infinite. But, like, the best part is freaking taking one step up. Yeah. And just going to the next one. That's actually really it's good It's not about getting anywhere. Because every time you step up, one step comes out of the clouds. And there's infinite. But, like, right. the part you really enjoy oh, it just adds just a step a to step. the top. Like, yeah, it's fun taking steps. That's actually a great. That's the exact same uh, conclusion I came to, too. Like, it's not about getting somewhere. And it, like, kills me how many times people say it's, it's cliche, like, about right? the process. Right. But it, and it's also not about comparing yourself to others. Yeah. Which can, like, just destroy you. The ego is um, crazy. And, like, that is, it's so hard to understand that when you're younger, like, 18 to... 27 the ego is just all about ego roaring. like i'm better than you yeah and i'm it's better than you and then like so much is pissing you off and, and like, that ego is just like it's super limiting yeah. and then once you just make it about yourself and as much as like i'm saying this this is like if you're 22 or if you're 18 to 27 years old this is going to go in one ear and out the other because <laughs> yeah. i mean it did to me as well yeah but once you like understand that then life gets like a lot more enjoyable and way mm-hmm. easier. Yeah. You know, cause then it's, then you, it's just about how good can you get at yeah. your craft. And you can be like super compassionate and happy for others and it builds your relationships. Whereas like right. when you're comparing and like, right. You know, this young f- egotistical thing, which I feel like our group kind of went through it a little bit. For sure. Yeah. Every uh, dude, every, I, I, yeah, I did it with you, did it with Spencer yeah. for like during college right. and it's yeah, like, yeah. It's just a, a giant, like, kind of rat race yeah. of egos. And then you get to a point, you're like, that was, it's not, it's so stupid. <laughs> yeah. And, like, once you realize, like, dude, everyone can win together. Yeah, right. You know? And, like, looking back, like, what's the most valuable thing when you look back on high school, college? It's like, dude, hanging with my friends. Yeah. Hanging, <laughs> you know, meeting these people. It's, yeah. it's usually always about the people. Yeah. Like that's usually all the valuable things when you look back on stuff. It's true. It's like, oh, it's true. It wasn't like, like when I look back on the Olympics. It's like, dude, I, I freaking was arch nemesis with Jake, and like didn't really get to know Rich that well. And uh, you know, I know Nick well, but like we all bonded on like a whole nother level, especially me and Jake. 
like I saw that intensity that all his partners love in him and yeah. blah, blah, blah. Um, like that's what I, when I look back, I'm like, what was it? What, what are the things you remember? It's like freaking like connecting with Jake, like being on that pressure stage with yeah. him and seeing like deep into his soul and like, oh, that's uh, a good point. Like that's kind of, and I didn't even like the guy. Yeah, but like that's the stuff I remember, and like connecting with Rich and being with him a lot, is like I guess that's the important stuff. If that's all I remember from all of my favorite moments, is like yeah, the relationship. Well, it's weird. You like, at least for me, I don't remember like anything during the game. I remember like I can't remember a single. I'm like a freaking goldfish, dude. dude I don't it's know, unreal. Score or anything? Like I, I don't remember any. I don't remember like a bounce or like a hit. I no. remember. I'll remember like some of the celebrations for like the big ones, but outside of that, like the game is I like I black out. For example, like me, I'm picturing Manhattan Beach Open final, right? I remember walking back to serve and grabbing the ball and like noticing that the all eyes were on me, and like that song of Tupac, all eyes on me. I was like, this is a dope moment because like I knew that I was like feeling it. I was in my zone. I wasn't going to leave my zone, and I, I was controlling the pace of the game. Yeah. I'll get the ball when I want it. I'm going to go to my spot. Everyone's like, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was, it wasn't even really a part of the game. Right, right, like, right. That was what I remember was like, I know everyone's watching me. Like, I can feel it, and my vision is like not focused on one thing. I'm focused on everything at once. It's very broad, and like, and I was under control. I wasn't like egotistically like, dude, look, this is yeah, my yeah, moment. Yeah. I'm sick. I didn't give a shit about right. what anyone thought. It was just like, yep, this is exactly what I wanted. Yeah. When you're in like God mode. Yeah, basically. <laughs> That's what, yeah. Th- yeah. Those are like the moments that I search for. It's just like when you just, I mean, that's, that's, that's but what that, I call that. But that can come. It doesn't even need to be like in a crowd. Like that moment for me, it was like, like another moment I'll think about is like being next to my daughter at night, just realizing that I have a little human that I know I, like that's the same feeling yeah right which is kind of crazy I know that trips you out being a parent it really does I mean I'll tell Carly like every other day it's like I can't believe this is our daughter I mean it took me a long time for me to get comfortable saying my daughter yeah exactly you know, it's so trippy. walking with a stroller and stuff yeah. in public I know like oh I'm that guy now yeah <laughs> I guess we're getting old, but you know what? I think uh, I think it's time for a Kona break. Ooh, yeah, perfect. So we're gonna take a little pause in the action and go grab a Kona brew from the mini fridge in the Sandcast Studio. And we're back. We're that, back. that may have seemed quick to you, but yeah. it's actually a nice little break for us. Enough to go to the fridge and grab a Kona spiked island seltzer. I got starfruit lime. Which Honestly, got? this is a. These are like the best seltzers, I think. That's out what there. a lot of people say. I got a strawberry guava. These are solid. It's pretty solid. Um, but I know I kept you a long time. Um, and when you're dad, I know that can be difficult. Uh, so, uh, but I did want to ask just like where you guys are at uh, health wise. Like when, because obviously you mentioned earlier that you and Maddie were injured that's why you never played this season um how you guys looking now moving forward yeah i mean i actually had uh physical therapy today um working with this guy eric odoriga he uh he's in el segundo um and 
Yeah, I got surgery on my knee right after my daughter was born, so five months ago. And I had like a little cyst on my ACL, which was like so random. I, I remember we went to uh, that little... Yeah, we went camping. Camping, Mount yeah. Baldy. Yeah. Highly recommended. And I couldn't like, freaking walk getaway. anywhere. Yeah. Because my knee was... I thought it was my meniscus. Yeah, but you thought you had torn your meniscus. Yeah, so it was actually a sure. good thing that... Yeah, thought. <laughs> kind of, yeah. But the, At the I had got surgery, and it just, like, didn't heal great. Like, I couldn't, I still couldn't extend it. So I've just been trying to battle through uh, rehab and just uh, kind of reteach myself how to do everything. Yeah, at least um, it was a short season, though. And, yeah. And, like, I had COVID my daughter's first year, and I got to be there the whole time and not be, like, on tour traveling and stuff. Yeah. I mean, you had surgery and, yeah. you know, it's still kind of a COVID year. So you, you right. got to be home and got, here the whole time, which is pretty cool. Yeah. It was it was actually nice that the tournaments were all, like, within a month. Right. And Madison got married in between the second mm. and third. That um, was a great time, by the way. Yeah, that was so fun. I, like, slept for three days straight after <laughs> that event. But we're, uh, we're getting back in it. Um, it's nice that we have, like, some time. Yeah. It's still October. You guys are basically um, just planning being fully ready for next year. That's the plan. Um, this I'm still a little worried about my knee because, I mean, it's been five months now and it's not perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't even like tested it out jumping, just trying to get like the balance and strength back. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, I'm optimistic about it. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. And then Matt is just nursing. He's kind of had a like, thing, huh? He's had like this this shin problem. Um, he had to get surgery when he was in college. They put like a steel plate in there or whatever metal. Mm-hmm. And um, when he plays, like every now and then, it just starts acting up again. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I mean, I think it just comes down to like we were after that COVID year. We were like so sedentary for so long and then to get back up full speed ramp it up and then to go back and do nothing again for a full year you got three tournaments in august it was just like a bad scenario for us especially since like the demands on our other job are Mm -hmm. so high that it's easy to rationalize like okay i'll just uh i'll get i'll start getting ready in january (laughs) like i think what we've realized is once you hit 30 you you have to stay in shape you can't like cycle oh, in and out like i'm learning you could. so much with age like luckily i've been under um you know the older guys for a while yeah traveling on tour with them kind of watching from afar and then obviously hiding um but like i'm starting to learn like the things that they were telling me the whole time before i was like a 20 yeah. year old like, yeah. you tell them like Suck okay yeah, yeah, yeah sucks old guy and i don't feel old but i do like notice like okay your body adapts to what you do. So, like, if I keep putting load and impact on my body, it stays ready for that. But, like, I just took two weeks off. And I played a little and lifted. And I'm in the training room today with them, and they're telling me, like, my Achilles are both really hurting me. My ankles, my Achilles, like, they're weirdly hurting. And they're like, yeah, it's because you stopped. Yeah. I'm like, I rested. Like, why did I get injured by resting? They're like, yeah, that's the thing. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. So I just never supposed to stop, and which is exactly the lesson. Like, I remember, season ended. Next day, like I went out in Brazil. 
uh, it was Sao Paulo. I went to the club with everyone. You know, all the players, we all partied. Hayden didn't go out. Next morning, he's in the gym working out hard. I'm like, at that point in the season, we're like, I'm not working out for like two months. Like, I'm not doing anything, you know? Yeah. I was like, why are you in the gym today, Hayden? You're <laughs> psycho, dude. I know. And now I'm like, oh. And because, like, I mean, multiply it by five, you know, yeah. when you're in your 40s. Uh, I'm like, oh, if you stop, yep. your body adapts to that. And he just never wanted his body to adapt. Sedentary, by the way. I heard you say that word. That's yeah. I'm not sh- I've never said it out loud, so it <laughs> yeah. felt weird saying it. I kept popping in my head. I'm like, like, is that right? Is sedentary? That sedentary? I mean, I'm not going to freaking... I always read it, but... I'd, sedentary? I'd n- sedentary? I have like heard sedentary. sedentary. It's you the wrong... sound like idiots right now. It's the wrong accent on the wrong syllable. I don't know. You're the, you're the I don't know. smart one. But... Uh, That's the only nah, word. I'm excited to see you guys play again at some point, obviously. Yeah, I'm, I, miss, I miss that. Um I miss like playing in front of like a lot of people, you know, Mm. there's like, there's not much like that in the world. Um, so I really miss that. It's just, uh, you have to put in a lot of work to play at that level. Yeah. You know, it doesn't just come free. Yeah. When you're, when you're in like your twenties, you just don't understand that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and like with beach, it's such an experience game. Whereas indoors, like, a team can really like plug you into a position and you don't realize you th- at that age you think like wow I'm doing like I'm this level and I'm legit like yeah. top player in the world but it's like you kind of got plugged in based yeah. on your skill set and like they realize a lot more pieces that are going yeah. on to make you successful that you probably don't realize it's like so specialized that you can get away with um, a lot in that sport yeah, like I'm going to plug an 18 year old in to just because he's a freak and he can get up and put balls away. Yeah. And like Sprout doesn't even have to tell the 18 year old yep. what piece of the puzzle he is or what his role is. And you don't realize like the how many other pieces are going on. Whereas in beach, if you have like one weakness, it will be, it might not be exploited by everyone, but the top teams will find it and they will, yeah, right. They'll beat you for it. Yeah. Right. And, until you get great at every skill, right? Minus like blocking or defense, which like I obviously right. don't need to be a blocker ever again. Right. Thank God. <laughs> um, but yeah, you just uh, you you have to develop the entire game on the beach. Yeah, which takes so much practice. That's what I loved about it though, because like for me at least, growing up like Hawaiian style volleyball, which is like. You know, we're good at every skill, right? That's kind of like, that's what I call Hawaiian, Hawaiian styles. Sure. Like, we're ball control. Ball oriented. control, yeah. Um, I, I feel like I kind of lost my train of thought. But. Well, you like <laughs> take pride, you take pride in like developing all the, all the skills that a lot of the Cali guys don't. You know, exactly. it's like all about bouncing. Yeah, and hitting, like freaking blocking. We never practice that. And that's why we would always beat them. Yeah, exactly. Because it's like, oh. The ball is supposed to go down. It's like, nope, we dug it again. Yeah, Sorry. exactly. Yeah. And then you'd go up and like you wouldn't Chizzy bounce. You're just like, oh, Chizzy. Yeah. And that beats teams. Yeah. You know, and then once you grow to become 6'5 and yeah. freaking shredded like you, it's like, <laughs> oh, now I can 
get the highest attack percentage oh, in the Olympics. If only I had. Sorry, <laughs> brother. <laughs> if only I had this body in high school. <laughs> we tried so hard to get all jacked unreal. and put weight. It Could was not like, do it. Oh, I hit one sixty nine. Like it's crazy how hard it is to put on weight at that. I don't know how kids do it. It's I like mean, impossible. Yeah. You have to eat like double plate lunch. It's just not every meal. normal. You're not supposed to be that big. Plus, I mean, dude, we were like lifting, playing volleyball, and then surfing. And it's like, just I don't understand why I'm not getting... <laughs> yeah. If we had freaking... Uh, Fitbits. Fitbits or, or whoops. Yeah, whoops. Like, it would have been like 12,000 calories. Oh, my like, God. Like, I walk a mile or like two miles, and it's like, activity detected. I'm like, I, I didn't do anything. <laughs> I just walked. Oh, my God. Yeah, we were Imagine like activities back Remember in we the day. used to do that? Just no surf now. straight to freaking... And we'd like probably have to volleyball. lift. Like, oh, lift. Oh, yeah. my gosh. And we're all about, I mean, pretty much all about like looks, you know, like trying to build the, yeah. the packs and the. It was better than nothing, but it wasn't. Uh, for sure. I mean, we were doing we our know. plyometrics yeah, and all yeah. that stuff too, but yeah, we're, I mean, we definitely we're watched kinda, the, we're trying to, the movie 300 yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I still got that clip. Prepare for. Remember that? Yeah. You filmed that? Yep. Dude, that's funny. I was that creation. It's like forty minutes long. Is mm-hmm. like the greatest thing that I have from high school of all time. I feel like that's kind of what sparked. Cause like at a young age, I was doing a lot of video with like Brad and Brad Lawson, and we were doing yeah. a lot of like goofing around with those old video recorders. But then you, at that point, you might have done it before too. But like in high school, you started getting really into it, and like. Loving the editing, and you did yeah. it for like a class once. Yeah, I feel like that's when you kind of like, it's like, oh, Riley loves this stuff. Yeah, and now look at you. It's like I know, your it's job. kind of <laughs> ironic. Yeah, um, yeah. I just think it's like it's so cool how you can make something about like your own life, and you've like we've built out an audience that cares about like the stuff that we make, which it's is crazy. Weird, right? You know, like it. Whereas before, that was an industry that, you know, only like five people can are allowed to make movies. Right but now with YouTube, it's like you anyone can be a filmmaker, you make movie a t- maker, a YouTube channel. I mean, a TV channel. Like you have your yeah. own channel. Yeah, you don't think of it as a TV channel. But that's like it's kind of what it is. is. I wish we could make you know enough to fill it. Right, like, like come out with a video every day, but it's <laughs> low like, budget TV shows. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, just about beach volleyball, and, and that's it. We're trying to like figure out ways to. The whole like m- mission is to bring more people into beach volleyball. You know, almost like trick them into like caring about our stories and. Well, that's what NFL and all them are doing. Right. Like, I mean, when I really look at football, it's like it's not a great sport, like spectator, like especially if you go to a football game, it's the worst. And I and I love I've watched football since a kid. Like I'm a huge fan. Dude, there's I'm only a huge like Vikings fan. There's only like 8 minutes or or there's some weird stat where there's like 5 minutes, minutes of action. Play. Yeah. You know, out of a 4-hour game. Dude. And then yeah, like <laughs> It's At least nuts. when the clock's running, you're kind of engaged. Like, okay, they're in hurry up. They're doing yeah, something. Yeah. But, like, there's so much time when the clock's not running. TV timeouts. Yeah. Like, timeouts. Like, injury. Whatever. Like, it's... If you go to a football game, you're just sitting around watching nothing. And baseball's worse. Uh, yeah. Way worse. That's why it's, like... 
Uh, maybe the time in between points isn't that important. It's not about making our sport more mainstream. You know, like people talk about there's too many misserves. But like you look it's at... It's the business behind it, right? It's the entertainment that they've created. Yeah. Like superheroes and all that. That's what makes us watch. Yeah. That's what bought me in when I was a kid. Why yeah. I've been watching since the 90s. Right. Because I love freaking Jerry Rice and Randy Moss. Randy Moss, right. (laughs) Brett Favre. (laughs) Because they put out those, they put out a story about I mean, that's like our our whole strategy is like, it's all about the the characters, you know. Build out the characters and then people will become fans of the sport. Yeah. So. And having an impact at the end of the day. Yeah. Like, Like we were talking about earlier, you're retired looking back on everything. It's like. Yeah. You can, if you had an impact, like. Yeah. Um, not even measurable, but like, you know that you made the sport better, even if it's just a little bit. Yeah. You helped it get to, like, and it, maybe the sport's way better and people are getting paid a sh- ton and we're just sitting there like, damn it. I yeah, yeah, yeah. But we can at least look back and be like, we helped. We got, we helped get it there. You know? Well said. And you guys are doing that, that I think. Someone, uh, well, there's like two things I want to respond to that. The first one is, the cool thing about YouTube is, my great 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 grandchildren are all going to be able to watch these videos of their great 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 grandfather. That's crazy. You know? Yeah. And just be like, it's like, oh, bro, look at this is my great great grandpa. You know? Whereas we can't even find a photo. And then, uh, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? So That's like, nuts. it's kind of cool. Like, we have I don't know a hundred and some eighty videos or something now. Should we make videos like talking to them? <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, I don't know what it's like in your time. In 3,024. <laughs> yeah. um, and then, like, the second part was someone asked me, like, what's, like, the legacy I want to leave? And it's, it was an interesting question, but it's, like, it's not about all the things that you've done, but I think it would be cool to be part of, like, the group that changed everything for volleyball and beach volleyball. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. that would be cool. It's like, oh, those guys made it happen. This is what their strategy was. People are studying it, like case studies, like, yeah, these guys. So, I, and I think, like, I mean, it sounds lofty and like somewhat impossible, but I think it's, I think it's doable. Um, and I don't know. I think that would be a, that's basically, that's like, a, that's what we're trying to do. So. I think it's definitely doable. I mean, a lot of, People, our whole careers, you know, you've talk, heard like, oh, it's the hottest ticket at the Olympics and yeah, blah, blah, blah. Like, volleyball is one of the best spectators. But I hear it from people that aren't fans of the sport and they just show up and they say, wow, like, I didn't know how entertaining it was. And they're like,